0: Hey everyone, Jeremiah here. I'm the producer and co-creator of Cryptic. Thank you so, so much. I just wanted to take a moment and say that because here we are about 10 days into the campaign and at 74% funded. So thank you to everybody who's been a part of this so far, all the people out there sharing and liking and tweeting about us. We are super, super thankful and grateful for all of that today i've got something special for you i sat down on the phone with the writer and co-creator of cryptic adam hoffman and we talk writing we talk his history and theater and of course we talk bigfoot and cryptic so let's listen in on that and again thank you so so much Adam, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Jeremiah? I'm doing great. So we just wanted to, yeah, take a few moments and talk to the backers of our Kickstarter and potential backers and maybe just fans of the show who are listening sometime in the future because we could be time traveling right now
1: that's right this is for posterity this is very important at this moment
0: (laughs) absolutely so adam i just wanted to start off first of all we'll we'll get to cryptic in a moment but give us give us the story of adam how did you get into theater and acting and obviously becoming an accomplished writer what was your sort of path into all of this crazy world
1: uh, sure um well i mean as 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 most things go it's it's a convoluted craziness um, <laughs> but uh, i i got my ba in theater from Wall's college way way back in 1995 um did some regional stuff in the northeast ohio area went to get my master's degree in uh 2003 in acting and then from then on i i kind of got this gig with a magical theater company in Barberton and I've been working with them for the last 15 years (laughs) and um, the majority of stuff I've been doing for them is is acting in in all of their shows for the seasons but um, also I've done some teaching and some uh, some some writing some playwriting for them as well Um, and also you know I'll go out and do the the occasional odd show here and there I've in the area, I've worked with Ohio Shakespeare, um, way back in the day, Great Lakes Theater Festival. Um, I direct and teach for uh, summer camps right now for stage crafters. I've been with them for, oh my gosh, like 22 years. Um, <laughs> I ran the Kane Park School for the Arts for, for a number of years. Um, and uh, my my plays that I've written have had kind of a an interesting uh trajectory they've all been produced at magical theater company professionally they're also being produced by various high schools and colleges uh across the country so that's that's kind of like a i I hadn't chosen to become a playwright it just kind of fell into my lap and i went with it and um over time i've written i want to say this will be my 11th play for magical theater Company. Oh, wow. I also do um their kid scripts program where kids write stories and then we adapt them into ten minute plays and I've written <laughs> like like three hundred of those countless so those are countless those,
0: number of plays
1: <laughs> countless countless numbers of plays with um dimensional apertures and strange teachers and <laughs> schools that that eat people and stuff like that so um, you could say I've been I've been living a crazy world for the last 15 years or so, and and you wouldn't be too far from the truth.
0: Well, it's uh it's it's not a bad way to make a living if you ask me.
1: No, I, I, I think it's a great way to make a living. I think the important thing is you gotta you gotta be able to make a living at it. So any of you theater types out there, um, or or younger friends, it's always good to be able to have some diversity in what you do. So being able to act and direct and teach and and write. Um, I'll help bring those sweet, sweet biscuits to the table.
0: That's right. That's right. So speaking of writing, which is really, I guess, how you got involved in cryptic. We, you know, I, I had an idea. I was like, I want to do an audio drama. And I said, I needed a writer because I, I can do a little bit of writing, but not so much narrative or storytelling writing. And I, the first person I thought of was you. Um, so take us, you know, take the listeners back a little bit to sort of uh, our first meetings on this project. And we'll just, I guess, kind of go back and forth a little bit on on that process of, of coming up with what we now have as cryptic.
1: Yes, so um, I want to say way back in in way back, it was this was like 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 <laughs> like seven or eight months ago. It was not that far uh, ago. Back in nineteen
0: hundred and forty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and in the arts. Oh,
1: a, a hard time. We all living in log cabins and riding triceratops. Um, but we we had a couple meetings where you you discussed the idea for this project, and I have. You know, I I I love Kickstarter. Let me let me be very clear about this. <laughs> I've 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 spent way too much money on like these boutique boutique <laughs> board games with Cthulhu figures because I've always wanted them as a child. So now, as a as a grown up, I'm like, oh, I can finally get these for myself. <laughs> right? And I can and I can indoctrinate my own child into <laughs> into this craziness, um, but. I, I've always liked the Kickstarter model. I think it's, it's very democratic where you get a bunch of people who are interested in it, and depending on their funds or, or, or the kindness of their heart, they, they decide to fund something on, on, on funds, interest, um, you know, there's a variety of factors. But I, I've always been pleased with the results. And so when you brought up this idea of uh, doing an audio drama I, I kind of immediately glommed on, and um, we had many meetings at, at at for the most part at the local Bob Evans.
0: Yes, you know that was nice.
1: And I I remember very fondly because you 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 would always pick up the check, and I was like, oh wow, that's how you
0: know, I'm I, in the big
1: that, leagues now. Right? right, that's how I
0: got you to come to the meetings. I dangled <laughs> yeah, like, free oh, food free in cup front of you. Of coffee and a, <laughs> a
1: muffin. Bring it on. Um, so so, gentle listeners, if if you ever want a writer to. <laughs> come to your table it's it's the prospect of free food that gets them first and then that's right you can kind of reel them on in with with ideas but uh we we talked at the bob evans for uh quite a few meetings i would say maybe three or four kind of fleshing out some concepts and i know the initial one that you had come up with was what if there was a person who had uh forgotten a day and then mm-hmm. it was kind of like well what if they like their their relative had forgotten a day and then they had. Um, Kind of started to investigate that and and what caused that, and then over time, it started morphing into this kind of strange world um, with kind of bizarre happenings, and at some point we're like, huh, uh, let's see if we can add bigfoot to this <laughs> <laughs> let's let's throw a couple of sasquatches in there because why not? <laughs> yeah no yeah but you know what the weird thing is it it, it really kind of works yeah um, as 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 podcasts go I'm a, a big fan of shows like uh, Welcome to Night Vale and Alice isn't dead mm-hmm. um and I I think those are those are great audio dramas and they've got their own thing and I I think that cryptic will have its own thing sure as 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 well but I think one of the the great things about it is that. It's one of those sorts of things where you can, you can, you can, you can listen to it and enjoy it while you are doing other things. Um, mm-hmm. I know my my wife often, you know, when she's when she's doing uh, work or when we're kind of cleaning the kitchen together, um, we'll be listening to a, a Night veil or you know just straightening things up or going on long drives. It's 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 great to have that. You know, and that narrative and the story and being able to to be a part of that, and I like the idea. It's it's in a serialized format as well, where you get these things in in twenty to thirty minute chunks. And I guess that's like a really roundabout way of saying that we kind of developed a our our own kind of narrative and our own kind of of world of of cryptic. Um, and I think one of the things that that made me kind of excited about it was that we, we were able to kind of find a way of fitting it here in Ohio.
0: Yeah. Um. Mm.
1: And I, I, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very patriotic about it or, <laughs> or parochial about, about it. it's sweet old Ohio. Good old and I, Ohio. I, I am. I, I, I think it's, I, I, I like the state. I think there's a, there's a lot going for it. A lot that maybe people, don't know, and this especially applies to kind of like the weirdness quotient. Um, <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, we always see like on the news, it's like Florida man, Florida right. man <laughs> sticks arm in 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 alligator's mouth, or Florida man found eating. Another man's face <laughs> you know you know what I mean where it's like, oh, oh yeah God, those Florida people there must be something in the water getting-
0: there's a whole game that you can play with Google like you type in Florida man and then your birthday and it cut <laughs> like it's supposed to say something about you or it's pretty amazing if the listeners are out there listening to this, you should just do that right now go to Google, type Florida man your birthday it's weird. it's funny it's it's Disturbing.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do that as, as as soon as this phone goes down. Yes, you Google it up. But but I mean it, it, it is weird because like you are like oh Florida that's that's a weirdo state or California or something. Right. But man, you get to Ohio. There's all kinds of of strange things here.
0: Um, Absolutely.
1: Well, a, a couple of years ago, and this kind of like brings it home. I was at the Cleveland Zoo, and for some reason, on the gift shop walls, there's this there's this map. I'm like, huh? Map of map of haunted Ohio. I'm like, what's this? Let me check this out. So I I got to look at it, and oh my gosh, it had a map of Ohio. I think it was called Hidden Ohio Map and Guide, and it had a, a big map of Ohio. I mean, we're talking like like three foot by three foot. Oh wow! And it has. All of the Bigfoot sightings, all of the UFO sightings, all really? of the, the like, ghosts. I mean, it's it's a really well thought out map. I was like, "Wow, ten dollars? I'll take this." And then later on, I was checking it out on <laughs> online. I see that you know copies of this thing are going for like seven hundred and fifty dollars on, on eBay. I'm like, "So how did I pick this up at the Cleveland Zoo?" It's very odd, but um when you look at this thing, you see that there's hundreds of incidences of some weirdness in Ohio. And, you know, obviously some of this is just
0: nonsense, right? Sure. Um, <laughs>
1: and, and, and some of it is a little bit more credible. Um, you know, like the Loveland frog monster is definitely credible. We gotta, we gotta completely believe in that, but <laughs> it's just, there's, there's so much strangeness once yeah. you start scratching the surface. And I, I think that's, that's that's really kind of cool because you know when we think of ohio we think of like nice friendly people or or bake sales or you know you know people who are kind to each other and they're taking care of their schools and their communities and you know we've we've got like the various sections of ohio northeast ohio and central and i guess a little a little more southern ohio you know the whole the whole area down there with the mothman sightings and whatnot but um it's it's just this weirdness that you can find if you just
0: look hard enough
1: yeah um I, I don't know if you've ever seen any crazy ohio weirdness in your time
0: well i not personally but you know growing up where i grew up in ohio in portage county you know there's uh, there's legends out by the old uh the army uh what am what's the arm not the armory Uh, the arsenal—that's the word I'm searching for. Uh, out outside of town, you know, there's people that said they they saw guys out there with no eyes, and you know, I just remember all of this stuff (laughs) growing up, and it's funny because you know I was scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or some social media the other day, and somebody posted some stat about Ohio being—I think it's the third most uh, sightings of unusual things, you know, cryptids or, you Mm -hmm. know, legendary beasts or whatnot. Uh, And it was over a thousand, you know, there's over a thousand (laughs) sightings listed on this thing. And it was only third to, you know, some of like the more wilderness states, I think like Utah was one of them and, uh, you know, out West, but it, it, it really is. It's, it's this place that it's this very quaint Midwestern state, a lot of hardworking folks here, and mm-hmm. a lot of weird stuff too. <laughs> so. Well, yeah,
1: and I, I, I mean, I, I thought I saw some sort of statistic someplace where they said that Ohio is like, aside from California, the place where people have seen the most Bigfoot sightings.
0: Sure, which yeah. is
1: kind of well, but it, well, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Because yes, Ohio has has a, a very nice population, some beautiful cities, but. There's a lot of farmland here. I mean, you would expect more people to see Bigfoots if they're just like, like, I'm walking through the sorghum right now. There's a a Sasquatch (laughs) coming towards me.
0: Right. Well, Um, and there's, you know, there's a lot, there's a national park here. There's a lot of state parks. mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Salt Fork is really well known for Sasquatch sightings. Uh, My family and I actually stayed down there in a cabin and in their lodge, they've got a gift shop and it is top to bottom sasquatch bigfoot (laughs) any kind of you know socks frying pans Mm -hmm. whatever you want you can get it emblazoned with the likeness of bigfoot and it's uh it's wild i didn't even realize it you know we were just like oh this is a a quaint state park it's fall it'll be pretty leaves the whole thing and we're in like the hot bed of of sasquatch country (laughs)
1: Um, uh, which if we have the time, I'd, I'd like to tell a brief story about Sasquatch. Yeah. Yeah, no, please do. <laughs> um, so when I was a kid, I, w- I was really into Sasquatch. I mean, like I had, I had stuffed animals and I would read <laughs> books and I had this poster with all these, these, uh, sightings. And there's a, there's a place in California. I want to say it's called bluff Creek. I, c- I could be remember misremembering it, but my family went on this trip to California when I, <laughs> I was like 17 years old. So this, you know, <laughs> as as people are 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 going on dates and learning how to be an adult, I'm still like super into Sasquatch. <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, "Oh, I got to see this ape man." So in all of the Bigfoot books, they would have this picture of the Sasquatch statue in Bluff Creek and it looked really impressive. Yeah. I was like, "I I have to see this." You know, when am I going to get to California anytime soon? So I I persuaded my parents to to take me and my brothers to bluff creek you know this is like 150 miles out of the way this is going into like the the, the mountains of california um and it, i remember it was really hot it was like 109 degrees you would touch <laughs> the sides of the windows and they were hot even though it was air conditioned but you know i didn't care because i was gonna see the sasquatch statue this is really cool as we're driving in there you start seeing like all this sasquatch stuff there were like gigantic chainsaw carved statues on the yeah. side of the road. It was like Bigfoot country. I mean, these are like 18 feet tall. Very impressive. Like someone <laughs> someone really liked the Sasquatch there. So we, we finally get to Bluff Creek. And, you know, I expect that this statue is going to be front and center. And we look around for a half an hour, and there's nothing there. And you know, it's it's 109 degrees. You've got <laughs> three teenagers and two parents who are probably not too keen on this to begin with. And we're looking around this this town. I remember, I think I had a Charleston chew in my hand that was slowly melting on my <laughs> hand as well. So it's it time is going, and finally we go to city hall, and there's a, a kind of a harried looking woman in the front. And you can imagine like this 17 year old child walking up to her and going, excuse me, ma'am, where's the Sasquatch statue? I remember she kind of gave me this blank look and then something clicked and she said, oh, that old thing, it's out back. And so we went back (laughs) to City Hall. And there it is, the Sasquatch statue. And it was it was not more than six feet tall. And it was riddled with termite holes. Um, oh, my gosh. It, it, was, it was dilapidated and sad. But I still got my picture taken with that thing. And that is – I'm not going to say it was one of the highlights of my life because that would be a very sad life <laughs> if we were going that direction. But it was definitely a, one of those memories of – of of childhood or or adolescence or early adulthood that one one clings to and cherishes
0: yes yes it's the story of the trip obviously right <laughs> yes. like it's the one thing you remember from that trip is not the grandeur of the statue but the experience of finding it. <laughs>
1: oh no, not even the grandeur of like the California coast or right. San Francisco or going up to Oregon and, and checking out these majestic mountains and forests and, and whatnot. I just remember no. uh, a melted Charleston chew, and a statue <laughs> riddled with termite holes.
0: That's, that's pretty amazing. So, uh, let's, let's close our time here sure. with, um, what can we what can we tell people about Cryptic? Obviously, there are spoilers aplenty in mm-hmm. the lives of Cole and Julie Kurtz, who are the, I guess, the protagonists of the of the show. Um, so we want to, I guess, we want to tread lightly, but I do want to kind of give our listeners maybe a, a little nugget, a little morsel of something that we can share with them as. Uh, as the show unfolds in season one here
1: sure so um cryptic is the story of of cole and and julie kurtz uh, brother and sister uh of the kurtz family and the Kurtzes had been into kind of the 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 world of cryptids and and uh strange phenomenon for a long time their their father used to run uh kind of like a radio show on it which has morphed into a podcast over the years Um, and the kids have, have had a very kind of sheltered and strange life where they've been exposed to uh bizarre events and creatures and occurrences from a very early age. So to a degree it's kind of uh kind of old hat for them, but every new horrible thing that occurs will will take a a bit of a toll on these guys. Um and so the show itself is, is, is a show about uh, creatures, obviously, but there's a, it's also about family dynamics um, and how people deal with the hand they're given. And also what happens when you decide that maybe this isn't the life that you want um, and what happens when you try to to get away from it. And maybe what happens when you return to something for uh, after you've been away from it for a while. Um, so we we've got uh Cole and Julie, and then some of their other family is going to make an appearance later on, and a, a bunch of other kind of strange and unusual uh people. Um, some of the people are people who have listened to uh the show, some for, for years, some for decades, going back to their father, Alistair Kurtz, and the, the way he ran the show, and now how they run the show, and, and we see that they are they're very invested in the phenomenon and creatures that they find out. And we find out some of the reasons why these listeners are so invested. And we also see why it's very important that Cole and Julie keep on uh, with the family business as tour, as we, as we move on through the series. Um, I guess one of my things with writing this is I, I like to kind of keep an air of mystery. We've got some, some solid directions that the show is going in, yeah. and some endpoints that we want to hit. But um, for for those of you who are Star Wars fans, I'm trying to avoid like a midi chlorian sort of uh, <laughs> the solution here, where it's like it all comes down to this bacteria in their bloodstream, these tiny things which let them manipulate the. F- no, no, thank you. Um, So <laughs> no. we are we are keeping some stuff deliberately mysterious, and some of the mysterious stuff will probably stay mysterious um i'm kind of a believer that you humans are never going to understand everything that happens in the universe i think it's um shows a little bit of hubris that we would we would imagine that we're going to understand everything that has always happened there's always going to be some sort of mystery sure out there um so i i want to make sure that we keep the mystery but also with characters that we we care about and situations which are are weird and strange and often kind of funny at the same time. So, uh, a, a drama thriller, horror comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll, we'll throw all of those, those delicious ingredients into the stew and, um, we'll hopefully come up with something real nice and tasty.
0: I like it. I like it. I'm so excited about it. Uh, every time I get new scripts or revisions or whatever from you, I just, I squeal with joy and uh, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> maybe I don't squeal necessarily, but I'm super excited. And uh, there's, a, there's some approving nods. Absolutely. Some, some <laughs> eyebrows raised some, Oh, and uh, it's just, it's been a delight to work on it so far. I'm super excited to get it uh, really ramp up production here over the next month or so and uh unleash this thing on the world coming up later this fall so nice adam thanks for your time thanks for your work on the show and uh keep i'm, I'm gonna let you go so you can keep writing how's that oh
1: thank you i i appreciate you letting me off the leash here so yes i can, <laughs> I can go back to my other leash
0: Well, there he is, folks. That's Adam Hoffman, writer and co-creator of Cryptic. Again, thank you. If you have pledged and gotten us this far, we really appreciate it. If you're considering backing us, thanks for your consideration. We'll be back with more updates as the campaign continues on here on Kickstarter.